You're listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parenting expert Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in all different areas of your parenting so you can create strong connections with your kids, get all the cooperation you want, and live a life that is full of joy and connection. And by the way, the tools and solutions that you're looking for in your parenting don't just live in each episode of my show. They're also in my free membership site, The Parent Toolbox, where you can access tools created by myself and my brilliant guests that cover everything from helping your kids to sleep, managing meltdowns, reducing overwhelm to getting your kids to listen the first time and so much more. Join The Parent Toolbox so you can download and use the tools that are ready on the site and Each week, a brand new tool is added. And of course, the best part is it's absolutely free to join and to stay in. You can go to www.parent-toolbox.com today. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to share with you another podcast that I think you're going to find really interesting. It's called Didn't I Just Feed You? It's a weekly candid conversation about feeding our families, even for parents who hate to cook. Hosts Stacey Billis and Megan Splawn are two food professionals who get real about feeding kids, tweens, and teens because they're also busy working moms, so they get it. They talk about how to turn things like nachos into a legit family dinner, to the magic of meatballs, to solving the after-school snack problem, even reducing kitchen waste and debt all at once. They chat with guests from Food Network stars to everyday moms who, let's be honest, are the real experts. In fact, Didn't I Just Feed You is a staple on the iTunes Top 100 Food Podcasts and the only food podcast made with parents in mind. Stacey and Megan are on a mission to make cooking easier, more delicious, and maybe even a little bit more fun. Find Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Now, you can also find Stacey and Megan on Instagram and Facebook as at Didn't I Just Feed You. And let's dive into this next episode of Parenting Our Future. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Parenting Our Future. It's Robin here. And okay, mamas, you got to listen up because we are going to help you live your best life like for real. I have Sarah Olin here. She's the founder and CEO of Lumo. Just you wait. Just you wait to hear what this amazing woman has to say. Lumo is on a mission to support women in their pursuit and creation of great lives, however they define them. Whoa. Is like, do I not have the best guess? I just want to say, I just want to say that. Now, Sarah, who is on the show today, she pours love and humor into her work as she helps mothers create a joyful and fully expressed lives that they want to be living. Connecting women to their purpose and passion is what lights Sarah up. I love it. She's the mother of all motivators and destined to become the motivator of all mothers. I love it. Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm really excited. I love it. I feel like you just want to take all the mamas and you just want to bring us all into a big hug and just say like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You, we, we have got this right. For sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So tell me what Lumo is. Let's just start right there. Sure. So Lumo was born about nine years ago, um, but not quite. Lumo had a very long gestation. So (laughs) Lumo came from the name Luscious Mother. 
Okay. And when I was a new baby coach, um, I had all these big aspirations. Mm. I wanted to be coaching at the United Nations. We had this really cool opportunity. And I said, I want to be on that team. I wanted a video series. I wanted to make six figures, right? Every entrepreneur's first big milestone is six figures, right? Yeah. So I said to my coach at the time, I want these things. I want these things. And she said, well, who would you need to be in order to create all that in the world? Mm. And I thought, and I thought, and I yelled, luscious mother. And Mm -hmm. it became my moniker. It became the conversation that I was in. I became known as the coach for stressed out moms. Mm -hmm. And we, it, it shortened over the years to LUMO because I've done a lot of work with big organizations, lots of executive coaching, leadership training with women and mothers in organizations. And Luscious is a tough pill for (laughs) a lot of old school organizations, law firms. They just, they can't be in that. They're not there yet. So you've got to, right, meet people where they're at. And Lumo is like, oh, Lumo's great. It almost sounds a little masculine even, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, luscious. It's a tough word. I get it. I get it. People, People have a really, really strong reaction to it. So I like it for that reason. And I also want to work. So, you know, (laughs) we do what we do. We do what we do. It's so true. It's so true. Okay. And so within Lumo, what is it that you do? What do I do? What is Lumo? Yeah, like what is it all about? Yeah. Because you're here to inspire and help women live their best lives. So how do you do that? Yeah. So we do that through a variety of channels, executive coaching, mm-hmm. supporting moms in, in their struggles and staying in the workforce. We have a parental caregiver support network where we go into companies and we'll train on a topic like burnout. And then we do these community calls where anyone in the company, any parents in the company can come and get supported. It's fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then we have the online program for expecting moms. So it takes mom from I'm pregnant and I'd like to stay in the workforce to I'm back at work. Mm. And we have over 75 tools and distinctions, videos, audios as a part of this online program. So companies license it or Mm. a working mom can buy it straight out. But those are the ways in which we support parents, mothers in the workforce. That's awesome. That's so great. So great. And so really truly aligned with the kind of work that I'm doing as well. So it's so great to talk to somebody who's doing the same thing and meeting people where they're at really. And, uh, and burnout is a really big deal. It's a really uh, something that a lot of us are facing. And, and of course, with the last almost two years behind us, you know, hardest hit, are the parents in this, uh, in this group. So what are no doubt. And I've got to tell you, we do a lot of research, you know, because we're talking to organizations and they want to understand numbers and how does this affect the bottom line? I'm going to try to find this piece of research because it talks about burnout. I, I feel like it's two in three people say they're feeling burnout right now. Um, 
Actually, I've done some research too. And if you go across the three generations, Gen Z, millennials, and Gen X, over 50% in each category are saying they're burnt out. And when you look at Gen Z and how young they are, and they're already saying they're burnt out, that is a huge red flag. And they're also looking at those of us who are in Gen X and saying, I don't want what you guys have. I don't want the path that you're on where you're working, you know, 10 hours a day, you barely have time for your family and you're stressed all the time and miserable. Right. So that's, those are, those are really real things that we need to address now. Yeah. It's huge. And it's costing companies millions and millions of dollars because they're not addressing it. Absolutely. Well, there is a, there is a a stat that says 43% of women will leave their careers when home life becomes too complex, whatever that means, right? You've got kids that maybe have some extra needs or special needs, or you just need to drop everything because your child maybe is suicidal or whatever it is, but we're leaving careers and women in the workforce are vital to, we, we need those soft skills, right? And I know you talk about why women make great leaders. You know, we negotiate naturally, we can problem solve, we have more empathy, compassion, we are better listeners, you know? So there's a lot that we bring to the, to the table and we need to be recognized for that too. When you're working with these moms that you work with, what are you seeing is the, you know, really the biggest problems, the biggest struggles for these moms? I think it's my answer, you know, changes all the time, Robin, based on the ebb and flow of what's happening in the world. Okay. Um, but I think that um, right now, I would say the thing that I'm really seeing a lot of is perfectionism coupled mm. with an unwillingness to get supported. So, and that's in the unwillingness is born from the perfectionism. So there's a great lie that we should be able to do it all. We should, right. We've all been sold that bill of goods. Like women can do it all. Nobody can do it all. It's, it's a total lie and people are burning themselves out, making them sick, self sick, having breakdowns, all these things. And people will often look at it as overwhelm and burnout, which that's a symptom of Mm -hmm. a larger breakdown, which I believe is lack of boundaries, lack of trust in themselves in the process and an unwillingness to get the support and ask for what you need. Yeah. I think that's, I see that as the biggest one as I just don't want to ask for help. I don't want anyone to know that I'm struggling when in fact, all of us are, and not even on a regular basis, but there's times where we are struggling. Right. And I think what we need to start to do, and I want to offer this and see what you say about it is that I think what we need to do is we need to stop. We need to start dropping the facade of perfectionism and just say, Hey, you know what? maybe I'm the leader of my company or I'm the leader of my team or the leader of my family. And I'm putting my hand up and saying, sometimes I need help. Sometimes I don't know what to do. Sometimes I just can't 
even do another play date. I can't do Play-Doh tonight. I can't do another family game night where everybody ends up crying or whatever it is, right? Like I need help. And I think that what happens is that we are programmed from such a young age that well, you're going to be a mom one day, you're going to be a mommy, you know, here's your baby dollies, right? And then, oh, by the way, you also need to go to university and have a career and all of that stuff. And you put the two together and it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's all a lot. And, you know, one of the biggest gaps I see too for moms is they're not great at having their needs met. Mm-hmm. And right, if if I'm having my needs met mm-hmm. as a human being, I have a tremendous bandwidth for whatever is happening. Right, mm-hmm. crying on game night, um, you know, I don't want to eat that. Whatever is coming up, I have tremendous capacity when my own needs are being mm-hmm. met, and I think that's a lot of where the fear and unwillingness comes from too, is that, you know, people are moving so fast, they're trying to do so much, they're not even present to what their needs are. And oftentimes I'll ask my clients, well, what do you need? And mm-hmm. they'll say, I, I honestly don't know. And it's because there's no space to actually, and there's no inquiry either. There's no like, hey, what do I need right now? What do I need right now? And that's one of, you know, coaching has given me, I think, a million billion gifts over the years, but that's got to be one of the biggest is that I know what my needs are and I am responsible for having my needs met. And I don't expect my kid to do it or my husband to do it or my mother-in-law or my own mom or my best friend. I know how to do it. Mm. Powerful, which doesn't mean I, I don't need other people and it doesn't include other people, but yeah. I'm just responsible for it at the end of the day in right. a great way. Yeah. You know, when I work with my clients and anybody who will listen, <laughs> really, truly, <laughs> um, what I say is, and, and, and I know it's almost cliche, but I say, you know, taking, well, self-care, taking care of yourself is number one for managing anger in the home, right? I mean, what I, you know, I work with a lot of parents who are frustrated, angry, you know, overwhelmed, all that kind of stuff. And when you don't take care of yourself, it's so true, right? Like you can't pour from an empty cup. If you have nothing left, sometimes I compare it to, um, okay, so if you were going to drop your, your, your baby off to uh, uh, a daycare place person, who was overwhelmed, who was grouchy, (laughs) you know, who was prone to yell and, you know, different things like that. Like, would you know? Right. So why is it okay for you? Right. And we've got to drop the guilt, right. And the, the, the negative self-talk that we have in our heads too, saying that, Oh no, 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 no. We we don't deserve it. Or I, I feel bad. I'm leaving my kids. No, it's the best thing you can do for your kids for your relationship too, right? With your spouse. It's huge, huge. And, you know, I think, again, having emotions, showing emotions, but we have to be able to encounter ourselves and and deal with it again, because, you know, my, um, 
a therapist said to me once, um, and one of my best friends, I remember years ago, I said, oh, I'm so afraid I'm just messing Mirabelle up. And she said, don't worry, you're 100% messing her up. And she said, look, if we were perfect parents, the world would eat our kids alive, right? Like if we were always like, ah, it's great, that's bullshit. It's not always like that, right? So I... um I try to be authentic and responsible with my feelings with my daughter. When I'm sad, I let her know I'm sad. I'm not crying on the floor in inconsolable, mm-hmm. but if I'm upset or mad and um, it's really funny. Um, she said to me maybe a year ago and she's nine. So maybe she was eight or seven, but I said, how are you doing? Honey? And she said, mommy, I'm really pissed off right now. <laughs> oh, I said, I understand. And I know where you heard that from mommy. And that's not the best. Mommy will try to be better. We, you could actually say it better than that. Um, let me help you find some choices. <laughs> and mommy right, right. tried to do better. But I was like, oh, know where she got that one. And it's, you know, I wasn't mad at her. I wasn't mad at me. But I, you know, they're going to learn it. I think it's, it's good and healthy with responsibility, right? Where it's not a fire hose where like, there's a difference between being angry and, and discharging anger all over people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And what you're doing is you're sort of speaking in the language of feelings and needs as well, right? Which is how we grow emotional intelligence. If we can model it and say, you know what, I'm actually just feeling really off today. I'm feeling agitated. I think that I'm feeling, you know, a little worried about a project that I have that I'm not sure if I'm going to finish it or not. And that's why I'm feeling this way, you know? And so what I really need to do is, you know, X, Y, and Z. If you can, you know, modeling that is really powerful, right? But you're also normalizing emotions. Like, you know what, mommy is sad right now because mommy has a friend who isn't feeling good and it does make me sad. And I'm, I'm worried for her you know, and what I'm doing about it is I'm taking a minute away from work. I'm just thinking about it and I'm I'm praying for her and I'm, you know, I'm visualizing her in perfect health, you know, all this kind of stuff, right? That's what I'm doing because I'm feeling sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it normalizes it. It gives them permission to have their feelings and yeah, I love them. I love all the feelings. I just, yeah. you know, and it's not a hundred percent game. I, I do get frustrated with Mirabelle directly. <laughs> yeah, well, of course you do. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, um, but you know, I, again, feel so fortunate because I have so many tools mm-hmm. that I can use mm-hmm. to support myself when I'm not feeling great. And a lot of support structures, mm-hmm friends and colleagues. And as a coach, you know, you've got a lot of coach friends, a lot of colleagues, right? So you have places where you can go and get supported. Well, I think, you know, you don't want to trust a coach that isn't willing to be coached, right? So it's important to have that. I know, you know, same with me. I I have coaches that I can go to as well when I, you know, I'm like, okay, I need, I need to talk this out. I need to talk this out. But here's the thing. There are so many unhappy moms out there right now, and they don't know why they're unhappy. 
right? There is something missing. And so what is the thing that's missing for these moms? Oh my gosh. I think <laughs> it's got to be one thing. Yeah, yeah. just one just thing. Just one no, thing. I love no. that. Um, <laughs> let's, t- let's spend the rest of the uh, interview just listing off the things. Those things. Um, if I had to say one area to look, I would say sufficient support and going beyond box checking Robin, because I think, you know, if I look at my own well-being and self-care, um, I can be good about checking boxes and sometimes you have to revisit and make sure it's actually sufficient, right? Because if you think about your output as a mom, as a professional, as a working mom, it's, that is some serious output. And if you look at how you're filling yourself and for most, what it's just so far off. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the monthly massage and all that great. It's great. Fine. Yes or the nails or whatever your thing is, right? But it's it's so much more than that. And I think mm. we've always got to be checking back in on, am I getting the support that I need? What does support look like for this phase, right? Because in the height of COVID, it was, the world looked different than it does today. And it looked different than it did pre-COVID. And it's going to look different in six months. And what you need, I would assert, probably shifts day to day, moment to Mm. moment. So I don't think we are great about checking in and say, what support do I need now for this part in my journey for what I'm doing right now? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that, that came to mind for me when you were talking is, is also to battle the unhappiness is also about your mindset and your perspective on things too, oh, sure. right? Everything. You have to be everything. Really- yeah. everything mindset. Yeah. Right. 100%. Yes. You've got to be aware of the things that you're telling yourself too. Right. And I think that leads us into this guilt, shame and comparison piece, right. That you talk about. And so yeah. how does that trip us up? Oh, it's so nasty. Um, <laughs> It's nasty. Okay. So the guilt, shame, and comparison. Um, I love the way um, Brene Brown talks about it, but she, she looks at it, guilt, shame, embarrassment, and humiliation, and mm. the distinctions between those. And basically her big, you know, what she talks about is guilt is I made a mistake. Shame is I am a mistake. And it's mm. like, uh, I Ouch. think, For me as a coach working with people around guilt, guilt is fine. To me, it's the dashboard light on the car. It's like, hey, something's going on. Um, It's not the real thing. To me, guilt is like the yellow light flashing. There's something, but we've got to go deeper and get underneath what's, what is going on? Like, and what is guilt? I think guilt is a distraction for people from, from a deeper thing. So I'm always interested in what's underneath it, what's actually causing it, what's out of alignment in your life. So, and 
what need is not being met, right? Mm-hmm. But really like that integrity or alignment piece, right? Because so, I think if you're experiencing guilt, there's something that's out of integrity or out of alignment. Mm-hmm. So if you can get it back in, not that there's something wrong, but if you can get it back in, that's a good thing. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to free up energy, that mental real estate, that guilt, mm-hmm. that, Shame is, it just feels so, um, it's, it, shame is so heavy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's deeper. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost when it's, when it's chronic or consistent, I think it's, um, it's a ther- it's a place to look from a therapeutic standpoint, right? Because as coaches, there are things that are outside the scope of the work that we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so consistent shame would be one of those things, um, because that's, that's really touching deep nerves around self-worth and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in comparison, I think is a, is a bad game that people play <laughs> is a bad game. <laughs> comparison. I love like it, comparison is the thief of joy. Sure. Right. right. But here's the thing. Robin, is that so many people know it intellectually, right. but there's no experience in their heart. There's no embodiment of it. And they're still playing that game. They're still the bitch of comparison. If we're being real honest here, mm-hmm. I should have asked. I get caught up. I, <laughs> we're, we're good. Uh, you know, I, I get caught doing that too, you know, like must be nice. You know, I, I've said it many times on my show, like, you know, must be nice. You can do X, Y, and Z with your family. I'm so happy for you. And I'm not going to like this post. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, look, we all have our humanity and I think yeah. that's normal and in, in, in a-okay. I, you know, and again, where it goes sideways is, is it chronic? Am I constantly comparing myself? Then, then you've got to look at it. Like you're using comparison for something. You're again, everybody's always winning the games that they're playing. So if you're constantly in that game, there's a payoff for you or else you wouldn't be playing it. So you've got to do the work to get to the other side of that. So, um, guilt. Okay. Comparison, wacky and shame. You gotta, you know, everybody has shame from time to time, but if it's, if you're experiencing a lot, it a lot, that would be, that would be a red flag for me. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that it, it goes with what we talked about is the, the mindset, the perspective. And I think we need to question the thoughts that we have because our thoughts are not facts. And oftentimes we believe in the thought that we have. And I think that when we're in deep shame, we're saying I'm bad. Well, let's question those thoughts. Is that really true? Yeah. Is that true? What would life be like if you didn't have this thought? Right. And, you know, look, there's more to it than, than that. I, I, I know I go through a lot of those beliefs that we have because whether we like it or not, our brain is so helpful and it goes in search of proving what we believe to be true to us. So all of a sudden it's like, all I can see is just evidence to, to, um, to support this 
you know, wacky thought that I have. Unhelpful thought. Yeah. Robin, I, before I got into coaching, I have a background in teaching meditation and and Mm -hmm. mindfulness. And I did that for many years in New York. Um, And what was so great about meditation was we have like 50,000 thoughts per wink of the eye. And, you know, there's a handful that are in our consciousness and the rest are getting dumped into our subconscious all the time. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the awesome thing about meditation that helps as a parent, as a human is that, you know, the best metaphor is you're sitting on a rock by a river and you're just watching your thoughts go mm. by just one after another, like, Oh, that, well, that's interesting. Oh, wow. That's weird. Oh, that one again. You know? So <laughs> it's like, you're constantly, um, just checking it out and you're more of a scientist and curious mm. than a judge and jury on, is it good? Is it bad? You know, I have and as a parent, some wacky, terrible, you know, I, I find myself doing wacky, weird thoughts sometimes like, um, like a weird fantasy about my funeral and how great it would be and how upset everyone would be I'm like, okay, cancel. <laughs> That's wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But it's like, you know, it's just getting curious and not being too attached or over identifying with the thought like, exactly. oh, if I thought that weird thing, now what? So who like whatever it's not yeah it's not that big of a deal you know i've uh, you know look i'm i'm human too i have my own limiting beliefs and that sort of thing and i and i have started to say oh no that's just that's just my that's just my mind nope that's not real yeah. like no i don't need that and i've also been able to notice sometimes where uh, I remember being really upset about something and I don't even remember what I was upset about, to be honest. So, what? you know, right. <laughs> and then I remember then, then the story started to come in. I'm like, no, no, don't you dare. Like you get out, get out, get out, get out. Right. Like yep. I can just be in the sadness, but it's so funny how your mind works. Like the thoughts never stop. And I think yep. knowing that accepting that and like, oh, I don't need to believe that. Um, I say, I say sort of the nice. same thing you do, but I use a train. I don't know why I use a train, but oh, it's, it's train. literally like a train of thought. And then I say to, I say to the clients that I work with, you know, the, every thought is like a train car and you have decided to get on a train car that doesn't serve you, that hurts you, that costs you that is full of shit and abuse. And you are like, Nope, I'm going to stay in this train car. I'm going to stay here. But in fact, you can choose to get off the crazy train and get on to another car that is nurturing to you. That is understanding that says that to be flawed is to be human. And we all are that to fail it and to feel, you know, to fall flat on our face or whatever it is, is a shared human experience, right? We're not isolated this is not just us it's all of us that have experienced this yeah makes you feel less alone yeah I like that the crazy train guns and roses had a song about a train right (laughs) you know my dad was was whatever roses was on was definitely a crazy train so I'm just saying there is, there is, you're right. There is a crazy train song for sure. And yeah, no, you're, you're definitely right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll put it in the show notes or not. I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm a vote. Yes. For that one. If I get a vote, I'm voting. Yes. Okay. Well, you, you, you have a big vote here. You, you definitely do. Now, um, 
Okay, so so let, let me just sort of uh, recap a little bit of what we talked about because we're going to transition into talking about something different. But really, essentially, what you're saying is that for moms, mamas, when listen up, like we've got to get our needs met, right? We've got to ask for help and support. You know, we've got to have, you didn't say this necessarily, but we need to have, you know, a strong community too, that we can, that we can feel comfortable sharing. Not everybody is the right person to share with your struggles and your, you know, different things like that, but just having support and then having that mindset and perspective that you aren't alone, that it's okay to make mistakes, that like, don't worry about screwing your kids up, right? So many people tell me it's too late. No, it's never too late, right? And, uh, and, that, and that there is help out there. There are people like you and I on a daily basis that will not judge you, that will not criticize you, that just want to help you live your best life, right? So, and, and I know that sounds corny, but it but that's what we all want. And I think joy is our default setting, not the stress and overwhelm that we're feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's sort of transition to expectations, unspoken Ooh, yeah. expectations. Let's talk a little bit about that. Tell me, yeah. tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I, in my experience, what I see is that all expectations are unspoken because if by definition, right? Expectations are something that live in our minds. Once they're spoken, now it's an agreement, a request, a demand, it's, it's shared, but expectations are a one-sided conversation, right? It's like relationship by a mind reading in 99.9999% of the time, they get in the way of relationship and they lead to upset, frustration, and disappointment. And, and they're tricky. They're so sneaky because sometimes we don't even know we have them until they're not met. Mm. And, you know, I remember years ago when my daughter was, she was three or four on the playground and she was swinging and I was next to another mom and Mother's Day was coming up. And I said, oh, I can't wait for Mother's Day. I'm going to get a great gift. And she said, you are, how do you know? And I said, oh yeah, because I tell my husband, you get me a great gift. And here are 10 things that constitute a great gift. It could be any of these 10 things. So, and she was just kind of blown away by that. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm in North Carolina where it's like a little Southern and a little polite and, you know, <laughs> you don't um, tell people to buy you a gift and things like that. Um, but I know that I knew at that time for that moment in that season, that was really important to me. It was something mm -hmm. I wanted. I wanted to be celebrated in a particular way. So instead of having expectations, like my husband should just telepathically know right. and be able to read my mind, I said, Hey boy, this is what I want. This is important to me. Make it happen. And then it sets him up to win and it sets me up to win. Yeah. I, 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 and what you just said sort of blew my mind that you said, this is the way I want to be celebrated. And that you just said it like that. Huh, that is incredible because you know what? We don't want to say that, but boy, do we ever feel it. I need to be celebrated. I should be celebrated. I want to be celebrated. 
but I won't say it. I just expect you to know. So thank you for saying that because damn it, I want to be celebrated for all the hard work I do. I am awesome as a mom. I wasn't always, but I was awesome as a mom. And yeah, celebrate me, please. And I also will celebrate you because I also appreciate you. And this is my husband, right? It's not all about me. Uh, but I love that you like that is, yeah. And that's really good communication. Just say it. Well, and I, you know, Robin, part of it is celebration is a real, a core value of mine. And Mm. even with my team, we celebrate Mm. wins and we celebrate each other and something amazing happens. And I'm like, Hey, we just sold, you know, a six figure program. We're going to celebrate. Right. And all y'all, I don't care if you're in a meeting, stop what you're doing. Yeah. Mom's yeah. getting on the chair and we're going to dance about like, I'm feeling good because yeah. why else are we doing this? That's just my, that's the way that I see mm-hmm. the world. It's my own lens, right? It's my right. own perspective or belief system. But I think that, you know, when we have expectations, it, it never goes the way we want it to go. So mm-hmm. I'm an advocate for being intentional, mm-hmm. for making requests, for creating agreements. These mm-hmm. things are powerful, right? They put you in the driver's seat. Expectations puts you in a passive role where you're waiting for something to happen to you. And I don't like that. I don't like waiting for stuff to happen to me. Yeah. Like just hoping he remembers, just hoping. Right. But even with anything, Robin, if I came into this conversation with all these expectations about how you would be or not be, or what you would ask or the conversation, I would likely end up frustrated or disappointed versus my intention is to come and connect and share and have a good time with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, be authentic. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the intention versus having expectations around how it should be. So there is, yeah. Okay. So there is a difference and I, and I'm just, you've just made me think about this between intention and expectation, right? Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. Opposite difference. Totally. Yeah. 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 No intentions are beautiful. They live inside of our greatest commitments, right? It's, it's, um, it's a vision. Our intentions are, you know, like a vision or a commitment that we have, Mm -hmm. right. You know, so it becomes, and it's great in relationship because I can bring my intention or what I'm committed to in the relationship versus expecting, Mm. you know, I joke with my clients. I'm like, okay, Sarah Olin's masterclass in relationship. It's one minute long in relationship, give what you want to get, right? If I want my husband to pay more attention to me, I pay more attention to him. Mm -hmm. Give what you want to get. If you want more play, bring more play. If you want more respect, give more respect, give what you want to get. I love that. That's just, it's, it really is true. And I know that it can be more complicated than that, you know, because yes, when we don't yes, get our yes. needs met, we have thoughts and feelings about the fact that our needs aren't getting met and that gets in the way. And, um, but, but not having those unspoken expectations are super helpful. And it just so happens that you have the most wonderful 
toolbox item for us, which is the Lumo Dangerous Expectations Workbook. Hello. Hello. Incredible. I've gone through it. Not only is it fun and funny to read, it is thought provoking and will allow you to say, okay, where do I have expectations that, and it's not working for me. Right. And you give some really great examples of unspoken expectations, but also spoken expectations. right? Right. And, and how that, how that unfolds in a really positive way, like just to sort of speak your truth. Like, look, this is actually what I need right now. And there's a, there's an example in the workbook about a dentist appointment, right? Like I need you to hold my hand. I need you to tell me when the needle's coming because I don't want to see it, right? Yeah. It's so funny because I've always been brought up to be so polite. Yeah. I would never say that. Plus being Canadian, I mean, come on, I'm set up. I mean, for, it's, right. it's a miracle you're here, dear. It's a miracle. Right? right? I know. If I ever do speak my mind, I have to apologize afterwards because that's just <laughs> the way we are. <laughs> but still, like, to actually say, hold on, doctor, who I'm supposed to, you know, according to my upbringing too, you know, they are, they are uh, above me, not true. Uh, And say, actually, this is what I want. And and please do this for me. Um, I would never have thought about that. So I think this is going to give so many moms some freedom here and just to sort of sit in their own, their own voice and, their own power too. Right. So thank you for this. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's incredible. So this will be in the parent toolbox available for you. And it's, it's parent toolbox.com. Super easy. It's totally free to be a member. And, uh, I, I hope that you will join us if you haven't already, there are tons of stuff in the toolbox from brilliant guests like Sarah. And, uh, and it's just a great place to be to just get help and support and know that you're not alone. Um, so as we sort of wrap up here, I just want to open it up to you. Is there anything, any, any, you know, words of wisdom that you'd like to leave the listeners with? You know, I'd say add more fun to your life Mm. as a mom. It's, it's really, really important. I noticed that when I have fun, the ROI on that for my family, for my clients is huge. Mm. Yeah. And, And I think it's a gift we, we can give ourselves and give others because yeah, when, when mommy's having fun, everybody's having fun. Totally. And I think we forget that fun is an option. So thank you. Oh, for yeah. And if you're willing, it could be a priority. Right. Right. We are so serious all the time. Aren't we? We're so serious. Like let's have fun. Your kid doesn't listen to you one time. Why not say, Oh yeah, I'm going to tickle it out of you, or I'm going to make you do it. And you know, you get, I'm going to tickle you until you do it. Like, yeah, I'm not punishments. It doesn't have, you know, let's be silly. Yeah. Yeah, I am. We, I know when I've lost my sense of humor that I'm in, I'm in trouble. Right. Um, Because, and at work and at home, you know, with, with my team, with our clients, all the things. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a great develop a sense of humor. If you don't have one, get one, figure it yeah. out. Because, yeah. You know, figure it out. <laughs> I like yeah. that. If you don't have it, 
<laughs> you know, like make it happen. <laughs> make yeah. it happen. And luckily there are people like you in this world where people can turn to and find you on social media and all of the, the things. So where do people find you? Oh, uh, we're on LinkedIn and Instagram, Facebook at Lumo Leadership. Um, our website is lumoleadership.com. I'm Sarah Olin at Lumo Leadership on Instagram. And I, and I just live for these conversations. I love to talk to women about their careers and yeah. to your point, how to have a great life because it's possible for every, every woman. Well, thank you for everything that you're doing. I think that we are all better for having met you and listen to you. So uh, the work that you're doing makes a difference. You and I both know that the work that we are doing, it, it can change the world. I believe it's in the way we raise our kids. You believe that it is in motherhood and how we are, you know, we are the leaders of our family and therefore the leaders of the world, right? I mean, that's what you and I were talking about before we hit record. Yeah. And we're both passionate about that. And we got to take care of each other, mamas. Stop judging, stop shaming each other, and start celebrating each other, right? We are Amen. all in this. Yeah, beautiful. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Lumo. Thank you for this, uh, for this, this talk. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Robin. You're awesome. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.